0: Welcome on in to NASCAR Coast to Coast, presented by Wheelin Engineering. On the road, in the air, and around the world, Wheelin is trusted to be seen, trusted to be heard, and trusted to perform. Welcome into MRN HQ in Concord, North Carolina. Chris Wilner, MRN pit reporter, MRN announcer Kyle Ricky out in Connecticut. K-Rick, big weekend, man. We had a lot going on. ARCA literally didn't sleep, I don't think, this weekend. <laughs> uh, that drama in the Xfinity race there at Watkins Glen. We had a 15-year-old win an ARCA race. Uh, and, oh, yeah, there was some um, great racing and an even incredible crash at Bowman Gray this weekend. So we got a lot to talk about, plus news and notes, and, of course, big weekend in racing with the Oxford 250. But, Kyle, let me ask you how your weekend was. Obviously, we got to spend some time together, but uh, you refreshed, ready for a new week?
1: Yeah, I think so, um, as we head to the Milwaukee Mile together here in just a couple of days. I know, uh, double notes weekend. of
0: each other. Look at that.
1: I know, back-to-back weekends. Um yeah, it was a busy weekend last weekend. For me, it started at the Thompson Speedway on what, Wednesday night for the NASCAR Wheel and Modify Tour. A lot to talk about there before making the drive up to Watkins Glen and, and a triple header weekend of racing on the Motor Racing Network, beginning with the Arkham and Art Series and a wild finish there with Mother Nature uh, affecting the outcome of that race, along with darkness. Busy race weekend on Saturday and Sunday, as well with Xfinity and Cup. So, yeah, it was a good, good weekend.
0: Well, let's dive into this weekend. You just mentioned you're out at Thompson uh, Legendary Racetrack, hosting the NASCAR Wheel and Modified Tour with the Thompson 150. Justin Bonsignor, 13th career win at that racetrack, Kyle. And now the points, two points is the difference between Ron Silk and Justin Bonsignor after that win. What did you think of that race being there in person?
1: Yeah, it was a great race. Um, you know, Justin was kind of the dominant car most of the night. We Kind of knew at some point he had to get back to Victory Lane at Thompson. It's been a few years, even though he's won there 13 times. And it had been three years since he last visited Victory Lane at the Big T. But a dominant night, a competitive race. Uh, and now a really tight championship standings heading into the last uh, third or so of the season among three former champions, all mixing it up with Ron Silk, Justin Bonsignor, Doug Kobe fourth in points, 47 back, young Austin Beers, who won the pole for the race at Thompson, right there in the middle of it all in third. Uh, Also, thoughts going out to two modified folks in the community, uh, including Matt Hirschman, who was involved in a pretty big wreck on the back straightaway during that race, had successful surgery to a broken arm this past Monday. So we wish him a speedy recovery. And also Tommy Baldwin Jr., who announced just about 24 hours after that race that uh, he is fighting cancer. His race operation will cease for now until he can get uh, get through it. And we look forward to seeing him back at the track soon.
0: Yes, prayers up to both of those guys. Tommy, a great man in the garage, of course, a a, a successful racer car owner, and and Matt Hirschman, uh, speedy recovery for them. Again, Justin Bonsinger, 38th career win, honoring the late John Blute as well, dropped the checkered flag in turn one, actually won on the day uh, back in 2007 that uh, we lost John out there at Thompson. So good stuff. Uh, Congratulations. Again, they're back in action here this weekend up, uh, believe, yeah, where where were they at Langley?
1: Langley, yeah, Langley Speedway, down in Virginia. That's right.
0: All right, let's move on to the Arkham Menard series series. Uh, double header this weekend. First up was Watkins Glen, where Kyle Rickey was on the call out there in Turn 5, battling the wind, the mist, the cold. It was brutal. I visited you for maybe 20 minutes and said, I'm out of here. I don't need to deal with that. <laughs> uh, but it was Jesse Love, though, that fought back there at the end. Luke, or uh, excuse me, Connor Zilich making his debut for Pinnacle Racing Group, had a broken sway bar, led the most laps of the race. But Jesse Love, Kyle, came in a hurry there at the end.
1: Yeah, and it came down to, you know, wet weather tires or slick tires and the final two laps. And while they're making the decision, the sun is setting behind a very thick layer of clouds. So it's going to get darker than sooner than than, you know, what we were to expect if, you know, a clear skies. So, um, plus, you know, you mentioned the rain, a lot happening. But, yeah, Jesse Love uh, on the wet weather tires came from, what, third to first in the final couple laps to pick up the race win and made the final pass for the win in the final corner of the race on lap number, or uh, on the final lap in turn seven. Eighth
0: career win, or eighth series win this year, I should say, four in a row for Jesse Love as his championship lead continues to grow. Brent Cruz, shout out. Uh, and we'll talk about him in a minute and his debut finished third. And although he would up that on Sunday, but Saturday night we go article West racing and Sean Hingarani dominates at evergreen Kyle uh, all but locking up. I think the championship with them as they get late in their season, fourth win of the West series uh, for Sean Hingarani.
1: Fourth win, uh, holding out or beating out Tyler, Rife. It was Tanner, Rife with the big moment of the night had something break in the right front corner of that car made pretty hard contact with the outside wall just past the halfway mark. But other than that, fairly uh, uneventful, clean race, which is what the, uh, the Arkhamin Arts West Series needed. Uh, Cole Raz had a good run in the third spot, Landon Cohen in fourth. So uh, great race there at Evergreen. One of the the you know I don't, a charter track for the Arkhamin Arts West Series seems to be on the schedule each and every year uh, for the last several seasons.
0: Rounding out our national coverage, we mentioned Brent Cruz got third in his debut with Venturini Motorsports at Watkins Glen. Well, he just went out and won in his second start on Sunday as the Arkham Nard series traveled down to the Springfield Mile at the Illinois State Fairgrounds on the dirt. A place that Brent Cruz knows pretty well is dirt racing, and he picked up his win. uh, Second start, first career win, 15 years of age. Kyle, what more can you say about this youngster? We're going to talk to him. He's on the show here this week, but... An impressive drive, but he had to battle his close friend Jesse Love there near the end.
1: Yeah, who ended up finishing in the third spot. And in fact, it was uh, Brent that made the pass on Jesse for the race win there in the mid-stages of the event. Andres Perez finished in the second spot. But what a weekend. 15 years of age, and you make your first two Arkham Menards series starts ever. One on a road course, in the rain, to finish in the top three, and then you come back less than 48 hours later to win on the dirt. Uh, Pretty impressive opening weekend for this young driver who we'll meet here in just a few minutes.
0: No doubt about it. Shout-out of the week, though, goes to Hayden Plybin, winning the Idaho 208 at Meridian, a big race out there in the Pacific Northwest. And Landon Huffman, Finally got a Cars Tour late model stock win a $30,000 payday, by the way, at Tri-County yep. Nelson Motorsports, one of the most popular late model stock drivers, of course, in our area down here in the southeast. But Kyle, we've had him on the show. He says, I want to win a Cars Tour race. He finally got it done.
1: He did. And and it was a good one to win, $30,000 in a race that was a, a, a battle to just survive. 17 of the 32 starters finished. 200 laps, took the better part of two hours. I think it was longer than the cup race at Watkins Glen, but he was able to pick up the race win, and, and like you mentioned, the big check to go along with it, holding off Carson Quapel and Ronnie Bassett in the closing laps.
0: Good race. They're back in action this weekend, but if you don't know the name Brent Cruz, you will on the flip side of this break. He is standing by as we talk to our most recent Arkham Series winner. The 15-year-old Phenom joins us on the show next. the legend himself at 15 years old picking up his first career arca menard series win at springfield that is brent cruz brent what's up my friend i've seen you drive a lot of things but man arca two races in you gotta win how good did that feel
3: honestly it felt amazing um going into the weekend i was super confident going to walkins glen and i think i was a little bit more confident going into walkins glen than i was the dirt race um I ran a lot of dirt growing up too, but I felt like I've just ran a lot of road course racing the past two years, so that felt like my, my more cup of forte, Um, and it showed. I felt like we were really solid at Watkins Glen, just not enough pace to be able to, to win, and then it started to rain and do all that crazy stuff. So that changed everything, and then also running the dirt race and stuff um, that I grew up doing, I think, honestly, came in more to play than I would have thought and was able to capitalize on it.
1: Let's go back to Friday. How challenging is it when it starts to rain right at six o'clock at different portions of the racetrack? I know I was out in turn five. Not only was it raining, but it was windy. It was cold. It was in the 50s, just weather conditions that we weren't really expecting for August at Watkins Glen. And then you mentioned it started to rain again with a couple laps to go. And that changed a lot of strategies for all the front runners. Uh, How challenging is that for a 15 year old in his very first Arkham Menard Series national race?
3: Yeah, I think like you said, for their first race, I think it's super difficult because you're you're not used to what that car is going to do. You're already a little uncomfortable. Um, Benarini Motorsports did a great job of being able to get me comfortable for the time we had and in, in the ARCA car at Watkins Glen. Um just as it started raining though, never ran the rain at that racetrack or in that race car. So um didn't really know what it was gonna do on a green line checkered. So um just trying to bring it home in one piece at the same time. Hopefully the leaders would would have done something a little bit more spectacular so we would have had a better shot going down the straightaway
0: what was the preparation like before this weekend because obviously with two races in three days it's hard to to, you kind of almost have to cram two prep sessions into one to prepare for the weekend so preparing for Watkins Glen and then again preparing for the dirt what was the weeks leading up to this weekend like for you
3: yeah um a lot of prep going on in the sim with Toyota racing for Watkins Glen um for the dirt racing you can't you can't really do anything other than iRacing stuff which they don't have Springfield up so um just pretty much videos on YouTube for Springfield and then for Watkins Glen we have our sim sessions that I was able to do with my friend Jesse Love my teammate um that's pretty much all you can do when you're here and then also some video prep but um, just prep the best you can and for, for Springfield, honestly, there's not much you can do at all. You can watch a couple videos, but the track's never going to be the same and you're trapped around the same line. Um,
1: they rubber down though, so it's pretty similar this year as it was the last year. How close was the sim session to what you experienced in real life at Watkins Glen? Super similar. Toyota Racing
3: has the best
1: sim you can get, um, the best
3: sim you can build, and then we have Um, Some super smart engineers over there, and then everybody at Venerini knows exactly what time you're going to run in real life compared to what you're going to run in the sim. So they base your tire model off of that. Um, And then I feel like me and Jesse did a good job of helping that grip level and knowing what it'd be in real life because Jesse ran it last year. So we had a really close basis. It's not always absolutely perfect, but we try to get it the closest as we can.
0: For those not familiar, I mean, you have come from a background that includes everything from karting championships to, of course, winning TA2 Trans Am races to midget races, late models, you name it, micros up at Millbridge where I get to watch you for the last couple of years. Does it feel like all this has happened fast? I mean, 15 years of age and you've got an ARCA win under your belt uh, and the opportunities are, are endless for you. So does it feel like this has all happened quickly or 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 not really, I guess, from your vantage point?
3: I would say very quickly, I feel like last week I was running outlaw carts at Millbridge at at eight years old. so it's it's all going as fast as as it can be. um obviously the the faster I go and the more I grow up racing other stuff, I feel like it it just becomes more fun as as the latter continues for
1: sure. So what's like life like for you outside of the racetrack, being fifteen years old, schooling? Uh, what's? What are you doing when you're not at Millbridge and Watkins Glen and Springfield and you know all the racetracks this weekend?
3: Yeah, so I have um, I have a couple friends. Connor and Jesse are my my two closest ones that you saw at Watkins Glen as well. Um, they're both doing an amazing job. Um, we play a lot of golf and we like to go on the boat. So those are our, our two little close things, and especially golf is the number one thing we. We um we try to play a lot at least two to three times a week. We go to Pinehurst with our friend Daniel Dye that you see on TV as well. So um just trying to keep ourselves busy throughout the week as well as working out and and golf is probably my second sport.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say you mentioned Connor and, and Jesse and you get to race with them pretty close, especially at Watkins going all three of you up front, uh there at the end. What's it like to have that friendship and kind of be going through all these processes at the same time, especially you and Connor both make make both making your debut at the same time Friday night. Jesse, I know he's had a big year this year, but to kind of have that core group of friends and and you guys get to experience this journey together, that's got to be pretty special.
3: Super special. I grew up with Connor since I was in karting. So we've been racing everything together since I was like six years old, besides the dirt path stuff, which he's still getting into a little bit right now. So um, I've been with him almost every single week since we were little kids and we still are, but um i got to race jesse too so the whole friend group got to race against each other and we just tried to tell ourselves before we went out there that um that we'd promise ourselves that we'd still be friends afterwards no matter what happened so um it's a tough pill to swallow no matter what but at the end of the day we we know we still have to be friends
1: You passed Jesse to take the lead and ultimately the win at the Springfield mile on Saturday. You said you had more confidence going in the Walkins Glen, but claimed the win at Springfield. Uh why do you think that is?
3: Um, just being able to run so much road course stuff super recently and not as much dirt stuff. Um, but the second I showed up and ran hollots at Springfield, we were able to um go quickest and I was as comfortable as I could ever imagine. So um, this, the second I ran hot laps and practice, I, I knew we were going to be super solid. Um, and my confidence was as high as it could be.
0: Away from the racetrack, obviously a lot of success in many different disciplines, but a big thing too, is, is the support with KHI. I know that's, uh, a big, you know, kind of support group that you have. So what's that been like just having the support of Kevin and, and that program in addition with the TRD stuff? I mean, do you feel like you have all the tools you need uh, at this stage of your career to, to make that next jump? For sure. I feel
3: like I do. And and obviously, Kevin has had many success in all that he's done. Um, he's successful at everything he does. So having the confidence of having him to be able to back me and, and go and ask him questions, um, even for the ARCA debut and, and whatever you need from him and from Toyota, um, there's endless supplies of stuff. And it's just whether you go ask them or not, I think, is the only thing that could ever hold you back.
1: My final question for you. What's coming up? For you in the next couple of weeks. When will should we see you back in the Arkham and Art series uh, after a successful weekend last week?
3: Um, we got some stuff still coming along that you'll see in a couple weeks, I hope, for the ARCA stuff. Um, I have some late model stuff for this weekend with Donnie Wilson Motorsports um in Florida. So that'll be pretty cool Friday and Saturday. I'm racing five flags Friday and then mobile Saturday. Um and then the next weekend, I'll have to check my schedule. I think I'm somewhere again.
0: You have a favorite brent at this at this stage i mean you've run a lot of different things but i mean do you have something that you look forward to maybe more than the others or is a race car a race car and as long as it goes fast it's good with you
3: yeah as long as it goes fast it's good with me especially the fast part um being able to make your debut though is also i mean always a little bit more special um especially on a Harco debut the biggest the biggest race car i ever ran so being able to make that debut is definitely a little more exciting than the stuff that you run every week but at the same time the stuff i love i run every week i i love so um it's always tough to be able to choose which one i like more but um i love them all and if they're fast then then that's all i can ask for
0: and finally a lot of attention obviously on the pavement stuff but we talked a little bit i know we've seen you at millbridge and of course you're a track champion last year and we're going to see you one today or you want to come by today and maybe hang out, maybe tell dad to throw the car together. And two, I know you've got the, um, the midget lined up for the BC 39 with Chad boat. How much more of that stuff do you want to do? Um, I guess if you can in your busy schedule the rest of the year.
3: Yeah. So right now I think we're, we're super focused on the stuff that we're running. I'm still going to run Millbridge stuff. Um, for the 10 grand to win race, I'll come in and try to run a couple of races before that to make sure our stuff's um a1 and then um as i i feel like i advance up the ladder i think it's it's tough to get those dirt races in but any week that i'm free i try um bc39 and chili bowl are the probably the two of the biggest events and then we have the california swing that i'll be able to run as well um so i'll be able to do some more midget stuff at the end of the year
0: is it hard for you when you hop in between a dirt midget or a micro and then go get in an Arca Car or T two? Do you have to like tell yourself, okay, I'm in a pavement car, I, you know, I gotta get rid of this habit and do this, or does it just come second nature at this point?
3: Yeah, well, I don't. I feel like I don't really have to tell myself anything. It's just like, man, I have to drive this thing so hard when I get into a midget, um, and then try not to wreck at the same time. Whereas an Arca Car and a late model, you're trying to save your stuff to save it for the end, and then in a midget, you're just trying to go as fast as you can and run in 30 qualifying laps and keeping it in one piece. So it's a totally different mindset for sure. Um, even on the dirt side of things. So, um, just every time I try to get in and I just try to drive it as hard as I can and, and go race up front.
0: Well, I appreciate your time, Brent. I know you got a busy schedule coming up, but uh, again, so proud of you, man. Keep up the good work. Congratulations on the first of many wins, uh, in ARCA and, and to come as you go up the ladder and we look forward to chatting chatting with you uh, after many more wins coming up.
3: Thank you, Chris, I appreciate
0: it. All right, that's Brent Cruz. Again, big ARCA win at Springfield after making his debut with a third place finish at Watkins Glen. Coming up next, we'll check the calendar and some news and notes in grassroots racing. That's all next on NASCAR Coast to Coast presented by Whelan Engineering.
2: Whelan Engineering, a global leader in the emergency warning industry, designs and manufactures reliable and powerful warning lights, white illumination lighting,
0: Welcome back to NASCAR Coast to Coast presented by Wheel and Engineering. Kyle, we always talk about the future stars of the sport. We get to talk to plenty of them on the show. I don't think anybody is as touted as Brent Cruz, and he's well on his way to becoming a star here in the next couple of years.
1: I feel like this is like the third or fourth week in a row. We have talked about our guests and, and how talented they are at all types of disciplines, uh, whether it be dirt, road racing, and obviously now into the oval world of the Arkham Menard series. Uh, Brent Cruz definitely has a future in this sport. I'm excited. Just in the last month or so, all of our, our guests that are, you know, getting ready to go back to, you know, high school, I feel like, for the most of them. So much talent. Uh, look forward to watching them climb the ladder of this sport the next few years. And more, than, more likely than not, we'll see them in NASCAR's National Series here in the next four to five years in the trucks, Xfinity and Cup.
0: Yep, it's not if, it's when for a lot of our yep. guests. So good for Brent Cruz. Congratulations again. Uh, news and notes before we get into the calendar. Of course, you already mentioned it, Kyle. NASCAR's thoughts and our thoughts are with Tommy Baldwin Jr. who announced he's uh, battling cancer. So I know the garage area at Watkins Glen and everyone uh, certainly uh, with their thoughts uh, for Tommy. Of course, a legendary car owner and racer in his own right. And then how about that Bowman Gray race over the weekend, Kyle? Huh. The sports division had a wild wreck over the weekend where somehow, someway, a race car cleared the fence and found the water tire or concrete barrier behind the pit entrance i think it was why don't you break it down for us
1: yeah going into turn number three tommy neal and amber lynn came together amber's final race is a full-time competitor at bowman gray she said she was crowded and she wasn't lifting uh tommy came up on her they hooked and it sent tommy into the uh well, through the opening in the turn three wall. There's an opening there that allows the cars to leave the racetrack to go to the pit area, which is behind the field house. Um, well, when he went through that opening, thankfully he went straight and not directly into the pit area and clipped the the concrete wall and the water barrels in front of the concrete wall to cushion the blow. Then Tommy went back onto the racetrack, tried to jump in a buggy, and I guess was gonna go and try to confront. Amber in the, the infield buggy, but fortunately, uh, he was pulled out of that before it got uh, it got messy. His wife made it to the infield as well, so it was a, a interesting couple of moments there during the sportsman race.
0: Yeah, you know it's big when the wife comes down to come fight, too. So exactly. it's a, we also didn't see any speedy drive being thrown like we did a couple weeks ago, but always entertaining out at Bowman Gray Speedway. If you live down here in the southeast and you haven't been, please go in Winston-Salem. It is the best bang for your buck. All right, looking at our big calendar, uh, things to note this week, Kyle. Some big races, including uh, a race we're going to be at coming up this weekend on Sunday, part of a doubleheader with the NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series playoff race number two of the opening round. It is the Ark Menard Series, the Sprecher 150 at the Milwaukee Mile. And Grant Enfinger is going to drive, too, as well, making another appearance driving for Cody Robot.
1: Yeah, and I haven't seen an entry list yet as we record this, but I'm sure there will be several truck series drivers that want the opportunity for the extra track time. We haven't seen the trucks at the Milwaukee Mile in a number of years, and I'm so glad that the both divisions are back at one of the most historic racetracks in the country, one of the oldest. I think it is the oldest oval uh, that continues to host American Motorsports here in this country uh, the Arkham Nard Series, a long staple in Milwaukee before the break. They came back last year, and I, I look forward to seeing them on Sunday afternoon as they lead into the NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series race. Both can be heard here on the Motor Racing Network.
0: That's right. It all begins Sunday, 1 p.m. Eastern. You can hear Kyle and I and the rest of the Motor Racing Network crew on the call. Uh, after the ARCA race, of course, don't forget the NASCAR Wheel Modified Tour is in action again with the checkeredflag.com 150 at Langley. The fourth series visit, just the fourth, for the tour. And again, Kyle, two points separate Ron Silk and Justin Bonsignor. It's going to go down to the wires. we get down to the final third of the season.
1: It is because it's going to be a busy stretch. Uh, you know, there's a lot of races coming up. Being at, you know, going to North Wilkesboro for the first time. There's an event at Thompson, of course, the championship race at Martinsville. Some other races sprinkled in there. I think they're going to Riverhead. Yeah, they are going to Riverhead again in a couple of weeks' time. So it's going to be a, be a very busy next six or seven weeks. I think the tour is going to run about every weekend, continuing this weekend at Langley. Ford drivers separated by 47 points. Three of them former champions. Then the young, uh, the young phenom of Austin Beers, has taking the tour kind of by storm this year with now multiple wins.
0: Yeah, Anthony Nacella, Max McLaughlin, Mad Max, who made his Xfinity debut at Watkins Glen, is back in the entry list, as well as Kyle, Kyle Eversole and Tyler Repkema, So some stars that we typically don't see on a full time basis going to join the field with the tour at Langley on Saturday. Now, the final big race coming up this weekend, it is the granddaddy of them all in the way, way, way northeast part of the United States up in Maine. It's the Oxford 250, the 50th annual running of that great race. 68 cars, Kyle, are entered for the past series. Of course, that is in conjunction with that group, with Max Cookson leading the points over DJ Shaw. Uh, some very, very good racers, including three-time winners Ben Rowe, Uh, or two-time winner, Ben Rowe, won the kind of lead-up to that race uh, earlier this month. So he's going to be a favorite to go for three race wins. But also you've got Travis Benjamin, Mike Rowe, Cassius Clark, Johnny Clark, Bubba Pollard has entered. Uh, It's a big race, Kyle. We talked about the Oxford 250, a lot of build-up for it. What do you think?
1: Yeah, all the races to set the field are just as entertaining as the main event. Just trying to make the starting lineup. I believe there's only 32 uh, 30, 32 cars that are going to start. So roughly half of the the teams that are entered are actually going to get to run the 250. Like you mentioned, uh, an entry list that's pushing 70 right now. Some of the best uh, drivers in the country, especially up here in the Northeast. You mentioned Ben Rowe. Uh, he's going to be one of the favorites come Sunday afternoon. Looking
0: forward to it. So big weekend of racing on the calendar. Of course, if you love weekly racing as well, in your neck of the woods, Thunder Road Thursday. We got Sprint Car Smackdown at Kokomo. If you like dirt sprint cars with the USAC National Tour Thursday through Saturday. Smart Mods today, Speedway coming up Friday as well as Kyle Stafford Speedway back in action Friday night. Berlin, Hickory, Cars Tour at Wake County on Saturday. Riverhead and much much more and of course don't forget the Motor Racing Network is your home for ARCA Menard Series and ARCA East at the Milwaukee Mile again that is on Sunday 1 p.m Eastern and immediately following that just a short time after will be the Craftsman Truck Series round or round number one of the playoffs race number two with the trucks at Milwaukee again that airtime is 3 30 p.m and MRN also on the air down Daytona. We're talking about the regular season finale for the Cup Series Saturday night, of course, also the Xfinity Series on Friday night as well. So lots going on on MRN, of course, Flow Racing and all the NASCAR roots action as well. Kyle, final thoughts before we close the show today?
1: Give a quick shout out to Brandon Ward. We talked about the Sportsman race at Bowman Gray, but Brandon was able to pick up his first Modified Championship at the uh, Bowman Gray Stadium after an incident with Junior Snow and uh, Tim Brown in the closing laps of that race, another wild one. So congratulations to Brandon picking up that championship on Saturday night.
0: That's right. All right. Well, that does it for us here on NASCAR Coast to Coast, presented by and Engineering on the road, in the air, and around the world. Wheelan is trusted to be seen, trusted to be heard, and trusted to perform. Our big thanks to Brent Cruz for Cal Rick, our producer Pat Jaggers. I'm Chris Wilner. Thanks for tuning in once again. Enjoy your weekend of racing. Well, will hear you on the radio with MRN down at Milwaukee or Daytona. If not, enjoy your great grassroots racing weekend. And, of course, we'll talk it all.
1: The NASCAR season is here, and Toyota Racing is looking for clashers. Did you clash at the Coliseum with your favorite Toyota drivers? Clashing with the HOA who won't let you carve bell number 20 until you're Or maybe your Tyler Reddick shirt clashed with your pants while meeting the in-laws. If you're a clasher, then we want you. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash
2: racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc.
0: All next week.